one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on today's wrestling news, we're going to bring you all the fallout from AEW Revolution, including a huge surprise return, two title changes, and a shocking heel turn. Plus, AEW Double or Nothing's date and location have been revealed. I'm Adam Wilborn. I've been up 25 hours. (laughs) This is the news. Uh, unsurprisingly, yes, a lot of this news is dominated by AEW Revolution, which has well, just finished for us. Yeah. Me and Hanflo were doing the live stream reactions, uh, which you can go and check out now. And we did what went down, which you can also go and check out right now as well. Um, but yeah, some of the big stories coming off the back of it. The biggest, arguably, outside of MJF's immaculate performance in the main event. One of the best Iron Man matches I think I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, gut feeling was the best, but I think it's yeah. the rewatches to determine. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, but there was a major return on the pay-per-view. Not CM Punk, as some people had suggested, although they did linger on it a little bit, and you pointed out and what went down. There was a few best-in-the-world references that yeah. made people think. In fact, we'll get to that in, in uh, the Twitter questions a little bit later on. But there was a surprise return earlier on in the night. It followed the tag team title match uh, that saw spoilers. Although, if you're watching this before watching the pay-per-view, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, the Guns retained the tag team titles, got in the ring with Renee Paquette post that uh, retention and said, oh, we're the bloody best we are, when who should return but F T. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they came back. Dax Howard got busted open inside two minutes. <laughs> uh, but it's great to see him back inside an AW ring. Yeah, really good stuff. Not um, without sort of narrative reason as well, of course. It was the guns that defeated FTR in something of an upset and then claimed to have buried them and have put them out of AEW and indeed tag team wrestling forever. The guns feeling as arrogant as they do at this point, having won and then retained the tag team titles, quite nicely feeds into a match which is incredibly one-sided. As one-sided as this beatdown was, FTR just beat them like they were nothing. <laughs> Big rig straight away, rolled them out of the ring, held up the belts themselves and then threw them to them as if to say, you're on borrowed time with us. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of paper champions. You expect FTR to fight them and presumably beat them. If indeed this does confirm that FTR is staying put in AEW. Is yeah, this I'm confused because I saw some stuff on Dax on social media that seems to suggest otherwise in recent weeks. Yeah, mm. it's feeling like this is a, a long-term decision that's perhaps been made in the FTR contract status, though that was not confirmed. It mm. was simply that they are back for the right now. Whether that's back for forever, I guess we'll wait and see. Mm, dear, indeed, uh, I do hope so, though, because yeah. I want to see more matches between them and the Young Bucks because it makes the internet explode. Yeah, we'll have at least one, please. 
Uh, right, let's talk about the title matches which saw title changes mm. on last night's AEW Revolution. Uh, first of all, you got new trios champions in the House of Black. Those titles have been corrupted. Uh, they, the Elite dropped them to the House of Black uh, in a stellar uh, trios yeah. championship match, uh, trending on the way to being one of the best matches at AEW Revolution until my best friend Maxwell Jacob Friedman came <laughs> along, basically. Um, the right decision for you, I know you picked on our predictions, the elites, but I, I kept banging the drum for the House of Black. I thought they would have been completely Bray Wyatted if they hadn't won here, making a lot of promises and never delivering. No, definitely. I think um, as much as I thought the Elite uh, might pick up the win just because they wanted their trios reign to continue, I think everybody is happy with this. I think this is an outcome that suits fans and wrestlers alike. You know, you had um, a situation that felt like it was developing with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega where fans were projecting their wants on them, so that that, were, that being predominantly the Young Bucks in the tag division and Kenny Omega back in the singles division. They'd had a bunch of trios rippers, all was cool, but the lack of story here before the match suggests yeah. that are we really getting the best possibilities in terms from an artistic point of view from the elite in terms of the storytelling that we used to from them? That has now been addressed. The House of Black are the trios tag team, the trios champion, should I say. This match was a total ripper, full of all those awesome false finishes, that total desperation, all those saves. Nick Jackson pulling what remains of his hair out, trying to like break up the covers, all that kind of stuff. And just that exhilaration that you get kind of only from the Elite, is matched by the House of Black. Mm. So the belts are in at least as good a health as they were when the Elite had them. Yeah. And maybe now you can start telling a few more stories with them. There's only really, from a division that felt loaded and full of challenges, yeah. it kind of feels like champions and nobody. So I'm kind of keen to see now on who rises up to the challenge of challenging the House of Black, and maybe we start getting stories. Maybe the House of Black went to Kyrupt Idius from their position at the top of the pile rather than on the in the chasing pack. Yes, uh, and the other title change we saw involved the TNT Championship. Wardlow's going to hold it for a whole three days <laughs> uh, before he drops it to Bauhaus Hobbs, or at least that's what I think should happen on AEW yeah. Dynamite this coming week. Obviously, Bauhaus Hobbs won the big hemorrhoid ring on uh, last week's Dynamite. Uh, but Wardlow defeated Samojo to regain his TNT Championship match. Uh, they've had story here mm. that was uh, going into this hair, law, etc. Former tag team partners, of course. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the match, though. I've got to be honest. No, it um, followed something else on the card that was one of the biggest talking points of the night. The, uh, the John Moxley, Hangman Page, Texas Death match. Oh. Uh, <sighs> gory, gruesome, awesome. Um, and incredibly hot in the building. Very, very well received. But in that way where something in the middle of the card that is usually well received then has to be followed by something that isn't, it's kind of just the way these things. Mm. Better this than it be the women because often they're typically signed, you know, given that position to have to go out there and die. This didn't die. I just think it played out to what everybody assumed, which was Wardlow reclaiming the title. Now look, AW has got its ducks in a row here, I think. Uh, Samojo and Darby Allen had a kick-ass run for that TNT title while Wardlow was gone. Wardlow has returned. Wardlow's won that belt, presumably to lose its power, as mm -hmm. we say. Now, Samoa Joe's business with AEW has kind of concluded. Off he goes back to Ring of Honor to defend his television title. We know that he's going to be in action at Supercard of Honor over WrestleMania weekend. So they've kind of neatened things up yes. what we've seen. And even if Wardlow does drop the title, I don't necessarily think that's the end for him either as well. That feels like a loss upwards for him. Once he's done and dusted with this division, is he going to be looking towards his old boss and potentially being next on MJF's yeah. fantasy booking list that he put on Twitter? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we've run through quite a few title matches there. Retentions for, for MJF, for the guns, uh, wins for uh, the House of Black and for Wardlow. And in the... Wait a second, I've got to work this out. In the Texas Death, 
you know, Ricky Starks. And oh, Christian Cage, the final barrier. That's okay, right. yeah. So in the other title mm-hmm. match, uh, Jamie Hayter retained the women's world title in a three-way, uh, which also featured Soraya and Ruby Soho. Um, the yeah, the, the retention is is the right decision mm-hmm. in in both of our opinion. I think it's fair to say, uh, but it was more about what happened post-match here. Ruby Soho finally making that decision. Now she not going to just go after the title yeah. she's going to align herself with the outsider she turned heel she attacked Jamie Hayter uh, and Britt Baker and sprayed the L on them alongside uh, Soraya and Tony Storm the cameraman murderer <laughs> um, yeah it's it's unsurprising that she's finally made that decision and, mm-hmm. and you made a a joke about the fact that maybe now she'll get a title shot. Well, this is it. She's gone from biggest loser to biggest winner here, Ruby Soho, because in getting pinned, theoretically, that rules her out of any further contention, and you go to Hater versus Soraya, and indeed you probably will. However, Ruby Soho is a heel probably gets at least one more shot and now Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter have got reason to want to get to Soho they'll feel betrayed somewhere Soho felt as if she was gonna take sides with Hayter and Baker but then swerve turn swivel the hips as it were mm-hmm. and kick them in the gut gave them the uh, was it the DD the package DDT whichever it was a couple of her finishes that allowed Soraya and Tony Storm back in the ring to spray paint the owls she's nailed her colours to the mask having lost out on what she believed was her one opportunity she's bought herself another one by aligning with the heels, which and is... she had green hair, so... She did, so there was a little bit of foreshadowing there. A little bit of law shadowing, you might say, <laughs> because of the law of the green. And the outsiders get a little bit stronger, which is the way you've got to book these things. You've got to make... If you're going to have the homegrowns as the ostensibly the babyface group, even with Britt Baker there, you've got to constantly have the odds stacked against them. It was starting to feel like a fair fight, and now, obviously, with Ruby Soho joining the fray, it gives them a numerical disadvantage, and it lends more credence to the fact that these... Two sides are going to get bigger and stronger until possibly blood and guts beckons Ooh. for the big payoff. Certainly there will be more title matches and a blood feud is developing. So for the women's division, in terms of the match quality and all of that, I would say quite a good night. What the hell's Hikaru Shida is my only question. Around yeah, time. like I'm assuming they're going to try and lean on the mystery of her being gone as her being the next one to have to make a choice. Yeah. That might be me being generous. It could just be lazy. But... You can certainly bring her back and have that. She's been gone doing a bit of soul searching. Mm. Which way does she go? Great match though, that three-way. Really good. Really hard-hitting. Soraya's best work so far. Kick-ass bumps from Jamie Hayton and Ruby Soho. Worth going and checking out. The best thing from this entire angle so far, I would say. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, and during last night's show, it was revealed uh, where and when AEW Double or Nothing is going to take place. Uh, no real surprise that it's going down in Las Vegas. The T-Mobile Arena, second straight year, of course, there following the Pando and blah, blah, blah. Remember this, um, <laughs> but it will go down on I'm Sunday. On the Sunday, <laughs> May twenty eighth is going to be the date. So another Sunday pay per view, mm-hmm. Um which is of course Memorial Day weekend. We're going to have the usual gimmick of the uh, uh, the dynamite and the rampage in the days leading up to it in Las Vegas as well in the NGM uh, God Grand Garden Arena. Um, the interesting note here is less the fact that it's going down on Memorial Day weekend last weekend in, in May, mm. and more the fact that uh, WWE's King and Queen of the Ring may also be going down the same weekend. It's going to be a busy old weekend. Yeah. Uh, what with that event reportedly going down on May 27th, of course, in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you feeling about Double or Nothing? Um, quite excited. The Vegas aesthetic has always been, I think, quite integral to Double or Nothing, and I'm glad that it's staying put there. Yeah. The King of the Queen of the Ring thing is interesting because I think had that just been a show that Triple H had rebranded for the United States, but he was wanting to give back to fans that he knows, loves that sort of old gimmick and those old tropes, might have been a bit of competition. I think AW will win this particular culture war this weekend. This WWE-Saudi Arabia relationship is still kind of ugly and there's still a lot of awkwardness around these shows. You know, anything that is... There's a lot of things now that increasingly stay owned. I don't want to get into that sort of thing. Couldn't imagine if my football team were owned by that. I just would have to abandon them wholesale. Disgusting arrangement. And much the case here, I understand why a lot of people abandon WWE on these Saudi Arabia weekends. And AEW are right there for them. Mm-hmm. You've got, the, as you say, the Vegas week. Dynamite, Rampage, Double or Nothing. There's a reason to book your holidays there. It's very much the sort of destination stuff that another Khan, Nick Khan, wanted to make with yeah. those WWE Super Shows and couldn't really do it. So if AEW are able to, obviously they're not going to book a stadium like AEW, uh, WWE wanted to do with Money in the Bank. But if you're going to book three shows, you're going to justify people arriving. There'll probably be a fan festival. They can make it, as I guess they probably tried to when they first launched, their WrestleMania. I'm yeah. sure they wouldn't want to use those words. You know, they'd want it to be yeah. their kind of big, one of their, they've only got four temples it is, but maybe the biggest of the temples. If you've got three shows, a fan fest and your big show on a Sunday, taking the conversation away from a WWE one, stands to be potentially a successful one if they can book the right main event, the right show, all Indeed. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, really excited, really looking forward to them, that. Um, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions, at WhatCultureWWE, of course, we want to get in touch with us. Uh, first question today comes from Michael Rubin, it's a question we we're all asking. Is CM Punk returning to AEW? Yes, there we go. It was just... very highly teased during the main event. I'm going to slip my neck out and say it. Ultimately, there was a lot of, um, I guess you could say, coincidences or circumstantial evidence in the build-up to the MJF 
Brian Danielson match, but for me that just drilled down that they are wanting us to think about mm-hmm. that. On the same night that FTR, obviously CM Punk's perhaps biggest allies at this point, made their return. On the night that the Elite were weakened by the loss of the uh, trios titles and maybe splitting back off into their own divisions. And on the night that Hangman Page, of all people, found himself in a dog collar-esque mm. tug of war with uh, a gold chain. You may be just thinking this is all conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat stuff, but my tinfoil hat has got the stars of that Chicago flag because <laughs> I just want to believe. MJF was constantly calling himself the best in the world down the lens. He's done the uh, subsequently done the AW press scrum, which is still ongoing as we record yes. this news. So if somebody's kicked off like Punk did that oh, time, sorry. you'll maybe have to wait for an update later on in the day. But he uh, arrived, bloodstained, towel around his neck. He was eating pickles rather than uh, eating muffins, but very much chasing that kind of aesthetic. Look, they're not mentioning him overtly, but did they ever really do that? Was the first dance not drawn mm-hmm. on um, covert teases? 99% and, certainty. Yeah, viral campaign. I want to think it. You don't have to do that. Please be kind in the comments if you don't. Uh, but it's certainly more fun to speculate that he's coming back yeah. here rather than where it seemed maybe six months ago. Yeah, I don't, think we, I don't think we're clutching at straws with some of the stuff we've pointed no, out No, I don't there. think so. And uh, certainly not when you look at AW's ratings. I think they have to bring him back, if anything. Grass so. needs to start going up again, don't they? I mean... Where's the last? Yeah, um, let's move on to this end today from the hyperbolic pessimist Love who says, game. of all the winners on Revolution, only one, Malachi mm-hmm. Black, was aged 35 or older, which is a pretty good stat, man. Yeah. Is this a sign of a shift towards putting over the younger talent on the roster? Uh, I have a mixed relationship with age in wrestling because I think your age... That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> is obviously, you know, as hyperbolic pessimists have pointed out there, like under 35 is fantastic. That's a cool thing to aim towards. You want your roster to be We're young. We're all under 35. Anyway, um, we're definitely in our 30s. That's the main thing. We're in our 30s. We are in our 30s. But, um, obviously... Happy, birth- happy birthday to Adele. Yeah, my wife did just turn 40. She is not in her 30s. She will, be, she will love me for saying that on YouTube, because I still am. I'm a toy boy! <laughs> what we talk about wrestling. Um, aye. The point is, your TV age is everything. I personally believe Cody Rose, the American Nightmare, for example, is one year old in mm. WWE, and that's why he is quite hot going into WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. That character itself is only three or four years old, but Cody is, what, 37, 38? Yeah. He's like late 30s at this point. Ultimately, though, AEW needs to be, I think, thinking about its TV age of its wrestlers, its biological age of its wrestlers, and keeping forward with the youth movement. It certainly doesn't hurt. Not all of your wrestlers need to be super young. You want some veteran presence in that locker room. Even if CM Punk says some of them don't listen to them. Uh, That's bad faith, man, I know that. But yeah, I think a mix is great, but it's never a bad thing when you get that age. I love seeing a Dynamite main event, for example, with two wrestlers that are completely 100% AEW uh, television discoveries. You know, I'm not saying they were born on the day one yeah. of Dynamite, but those wrestlers that have only ever wrestled mainstream for AEW. It's a cool thing, and age plays into that as well. Yeah, I, I agree with exactly what you said there. It just made me think of uh, watching the game yesterday and the commentator saying, well, some people say uh, Liverpool's midfield is, is too old and some people say it's too young. They seem to be doing all right with that midfield That's it. after uh, Sunday, so... <sighs> Thank you, thank you, Manchester United, for um, losing your form seven days after most, seven of, days! most of this city wanted you to. Much appreciated. Love you, Ten Hag. <laughs> Mark Lee Willis. Shout out to Mark Lee Willis. Brilliant contributor of ours. Uh, gives us our final question of the day. Um, right, and MJF pulled through despite the obvious bias. Yeah, quite mm-hmm. right. Uh, biggest down for me is Jezebel. Oh, yeah, no surprise there. <laughs> 
Uh, genuinely, is AEW's biggest flaw consistency, writes Mark? Why in no DQ matches does it take forever uh, for someone to do something that would normally get them DQ'd? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know, truthfully. I, I think often the uh, situational artistry of the match dictates the bigger picture. So referees will miss things or referees won't give you consistency in calls based on just how awesome the thing you're watching is. And I go back and forth mm. on, because if you're not in the mood for the thing you're watching, you're then more likely to pick on the thing that's gone wrong. However, if you're completely drawn in by the drama of it, you tend not to care. I think there is a really cool thing bubbling under this MJF thing. We've seen little nuggets over the years, whether it be Tony Schiavone, whether it be referee, the first referee that allowed Cody Rose, that one whip. Yeah. And they're like, there has been... Systemic bias against MJF for a really good reason. He's awful. Mm. However, yeah. However, now you can kind of weave this in uh, the story very directly. MJF can say, not only am I the best in the world, but I'm the best in the world, despite the fact that the company doesn't even want me to be. That overtime, the way that the referee was letting stuff slide in this match, mm. the way that he was willing him to get disqualified almost. He was teasing him to use the weapon, and MJF had to show resolve not to. I think he can weave this into his stories going yeah. forward. It can become a much bigger thing now. Oh, I've got the belt, and the company doesn't want me to have it, and there's your evidence, you know? Um, so I think you can use that, and when it works within the story... Fantastic. When it doesn't, it does sort of expose the yeah. wires a little bit. Um, it's a worry, ultimately, short answer, sorry. Uh, long answer to your short question there. I would just say it is as important as you want to make it in the moment, which means that we're all going to have ever slightly different. Yes. We're all going to have our dials turned up yeah, and down. Yeah, exactly. Dependent. I'm not going to go on a rant here, um, but I, I have been annoyed recently with us people saying that we are suddenly WWE paid shills because yeah. we, we've turned off, the tap's been turned off all the money that AEW were paying us previously. Look, I will say this, we hold AEW to a higher standard yeah. because we want them to be a better wrestling promotion from learning from all the complaints we've had with WWE over the years. And they fell off a little bit, I think it's fair to say, in the, in the builds to AEW Revolution. Mm -hmm. But I thought they had a great pay-per-view. I think that one of their biggest weaknesses is arguably stubbornness sometimes of like, no, we're not going to do that, of... Get, get rid of that hemorrhoid ring or <laughs> yeah. change your casino battle royale. It's not working. Mm. I think some of those things. But I think a lot of it is we have to nitpick because there's not many glaring errors that they do make. Most Dynamites uh, have a match that you know, have ratings of one thing or whatever. That you, like four stars, four out of five, whatever your ranking system is. In that upper tier every single week that doesn't necessarily mean a great two-hour wrestling show but the mere fact that we are seeing that kind of storytelling standard in ring and out is something it really mm. is it does raise the bar and the bar should remain high i think we all i think we all think that yeah you i would hope think that too like i love wwe when it's good but like that's very rare hmm. so i don't want and the, yeah the, uh, the one of the big things with with wwe and this was personified by a story we did last week about mm. How, oh, look at the changes Triple H has made. Raw's ready 24 hours in advance now. Yeah. Like, they had a very low bar to clear. Raw is still there. SmackDown is still there. I'd say at the moment, Dynamite goes between this side of SmackDown and NXT is there. Yeah. So everyone can always just keep trying. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to today's ad, finally. Um, this genuinely made me just feel... Warm and fuzzy in my tom-tom, yeah, to steal a phrase okay. of one of our uh, better presenters, Simon Miller, <laughs> who will be doing ups and downs for AW Revolution at some point later on today. I have no idea when this video is going to go out. Um, but you may have seen during the Iron Man match, MJF went into the crowd and chucked some water over a small child. And Sean Ross Sapp reported that this small child was not a plant mm -hmm. and was genuinely upset by this, which was great 
uh, personally for me, but probably not great for him or his family. Well, uh, shout out to Victor at the Vic Messias who snapped this picture, um, revealing that the kid that got water thrown over him by MJF was able to go backstage and meet his favourite wrestlers. There he is with Hobbs. Oh, lovely! That's awesome. just really nice. Said this before with the Lacey Evans fan a few weeks ago. If the parent explains the situation and the company has a good time with it, I think that fan got Kevin Owens' T-shirt. Yeah. This fan's met Powerhouse Hobbs. Like the time is better for it as long as everybody's just be able to behave at their appropriate age level. Nothing has to be so scandalised. I don't. Indeed. Right. Let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, uh, subscribe to What Cool Dressing wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts and continue the conversation with us on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. But for now, my thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. We're off to bed. We'll yeah. see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.